Oh, I, I, you, you are sorely mistaken. I, I, I play something from uh, Three Dollar Bill, y'all. What is that? That's the uh, the landmark Limp Biscuit album. Uh, Limp Biscuit. Oh my God. I mean, that, that... wait. You don't agree that those are the most crucial grooves you've heard since Funkadelic? Uh, what Limp Biscuit grooves? Yeah, absolutely. It's I like know. the ultimate cross between between Funkadelic and Rob Tyner. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't agree at all. Oh, you do not deserve a radio show. CITR 101.9 FM, your crucial groove station. It's just a lot of BS.
You're here listening to CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, UBC Campus Radio. And the show as it is every Thursday from 6 to 7.30 is Stereoscopic Readout, your source for psychedelic music, garage rock, acid punk, freak beat, progressive rock, and other socially and musically relevant artifacts from 1965 to today. And I'm your host, Darren, and I have no idea what the hell that thing was that I just played. Um, I was supposed to be Ofo, the Black Company, and this is the first half of today's show, as it is, is going to be a 
feature on African, uh, I guess, psychedelic music um, after a fashion. And uh, that was in <laughs> the first the first song. <laughs> the first song was Oh, for the Black Company. Definitely. The second song was supposed to be another song by them. And I'll play it at the start of the next set. But what that was, um, I don't know. I think that was just sitting in the. Yeah, this is just a blank CD that was in there. I got confused. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got confused. I don't know what that was. I thought it was the CD that I was going to play, but it wasn't. As you can hear, I have no idea what it was. Um, anyway, let's move on. Oh, for the Black Company. It was a Nigerian band. Let's get to here. Yeah, it was a Nigerian band. Um, that comes. That's taken from an album, or is a single, sorry, that preceded... Their first album, the single Alawakbar, which is what you heard. Alawakbar, obviously the Arabic word for God is great, uh, Nigeria being an Islamic country. Uh, that was released in 1972. Uh, the album, there was an album which followed it, a self-titled album followed in 1974. That track, which uh, the track which I was going to play, and Yaro is coming up next. But um, yeah, they were sort of, they were picked up they were picked up by EMI. EMI garnered an interest in the African music scene, or specifically Nigeria, in the early 70s, um, as did kind of the British underground or college crowd after Ginger Baker, the obviously the famous drummer who drummed for Cream and Blind Faith, and then Ginger Baker's Air Force, uh, went to went to Africa to recruit a few musicians for Ginger Baker's Air Force. And I'll be getting to that uh, a little more detail in, about that in a little bit. Um, EMI proceeded to build a new studio in Nigeria. Its claim to fame is, or its claim to fame for Western ears anyway, is where EMI sort of lobbied Paul McCartney to take wings to um, Lagos, the capital of Nigeria, to record parts of the uh, Band on the Run album. But uh, they started, they, they signed Ofo the Black Company to a single. Uh, they then uh, switched, Ofo and the Black Company then switched to Aphrodis the Aphrodisia label to release a second single and then the album, which um, the next song I'm going to be playing is taken from. They ended up relocating to Germany represented Nigeria at the World Youth Festival in Berlin, and they basically remained in Germany throughout the rest of the 70s after garnering a, uh, a certain amount of following to, uh, to their, 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 their sound. Uh, so coming up right now is Ofo the Black Company. What is an Ofo? It says here. An Ofo is a ritualistic stick used in the shrines of the Obas, or kings, in the ancient city of Benin in Edo State in Nigeria. That would be western Nigeria. And speaking of Benin, the rest of the next set of music, which I'm going to be playing, is from a really interesting band from Benin uh, called TP Orchestra Polyrhythmo du Continu. Um, if you look at the geography of western Africa, it was quite... Uh, it's quite thoroughly rifled by the European powers, mainly Britain and France uh, during the colonial age. And so you get countries like Nigeria, which were colonized by the British, right next to countries 
such as Benin, which were colonized by the French, and then right next door to another British, former British colony, Ghana. Anyway, uh, where was I going with that? Benin, um, when it achieved independence in the 60s, it was still referred to under its French name, Dahomey. However, it changed its name in the early 70s to Benin when reference to the rather powerful kingdom uh, in what would be termed in middle in uh, European terms as the Middle Ages, or co- comparable to the period of time in Europe known as the Middle Ages. But that's enough babbling from me. Um, some Ofo the Black Company, followed by TP Orchestra Polyrhythmo de Continu, and I will be telling a little bit more about them when we get back.
Sorry, technical difficulties. I will be changing CD players and starting the song again right now.
Tune in to CITR Friday afternoons from 2 till 3.30 for Radio Zero, where your host, DJ, brings you an eclectic mix of new international pop, ranging from the most fashionably disaffected to the brightest sugar-coated music around, along with a good measure of vintage new wave, punk, and disco to kick off your weekend. That's Radio Zero, Friday afternoons at 2 on 101.9 FM, CITR. before I can do the show. You're starting tonight. Well, do it live! If you talk to the average teenager of today and you ask them what it is about rock and roll music that they like, the first thing they'll say is the beat, the beat, the beat. The Biltmore Cabaret at 395 Kingsway is Vancouver's newest live showroom devoted to independent music of all genres. But a lot of these groups are nothing but pure uh, carnality and uh, fleshly and so forth. But... Check out BiltmoreCabaret.com for upcoming show info and DJ nights. You're pretty happy with the way you look and the attitude you've got, are you? Yes, it would help if I boosted the volume on this thing. Uh, where are we at? Uh, that last set was... Started off with Ofo, the Black Company from Nigeria. That song, Enyaro, from their self-titled 1974 album. But you can find it, along with much of the stuff that I'm going to be playing in the next set... Um, a compilation called Nigeria Rock Special Psychedelic Afro Rock Fuzz Funk in 1970s Nigeria. And I will be interspersing it with other tidbits of, um, well, unique and really special stuff from Western Africa from around that period. Um, the next three songs I played were from a band from Benin called, and this is a mouthful, <laughs> TP Orchestra Polyrhythmo de Continu. Um, TP standing for tout puissant in French, obviously meaning all powerful or almighty. Uh, started that with set with, or started their set with uh, Avon de Pumedoga. Followed that with Minsatole mi Daihome. and the last track you heard before the ad break was Kuche Kpo Soo. And I have to apologize if I'm butchering the Fawn language, um, but. That's the best I can do. Uh, TP Orchestra Polyrhythmo started off as a three-piece in, ben, in Cotonou, Benin. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, I think around the time it was still, the, the country was still called Dahomey, a uh, former French colony. In 1966 as a three-piece, but by the mid-70s, adding various other musicians such as more keyboard players and extra percussionists and extra and a horn section uh the size of the band actually re reached 17 members and this is uh taken from uh, their their music was mainly take uh, the from that set was mainly taken from a compilation i have called kings of benin urban groove 1972 to 1980 but uh in the liner notes it says that their recorded release probably numbers upwards of 50 albums that's five zero 50 albums and a hundred singles so um very prolific excuse me <coughs> very prolific band 
And they kind of tie into the Nigerian scene because Kontinu is not a very far drive away at all from Lagos, the capital of Nigeria, where, as I mentioned earlier, EMI had built a state-of-the-art studio in the early 70s. And there was a lot of back-and-forth touring, trading of ideas, all through from um, from Nigeria through to Cote d'Ivoire along the uh, West African coast. And we're actually, actually we're going to be getting to some other of those some others of those countries in a moment. But we're going to start off with a Nigerian band called the Elcados. And once again, apologies in advance. Uh, the song is. Am I playing the right song? One second. Yes. <laughs> Don't want to make that mistake again. Uh, Kumi da Hankan. <laughs> Thank you. 
You're listening to 
stereoscopic readout on 101.9 FM CITR in Vancouver UBC Campus Radio and the show as I said is stereoscopic readout it's normally um, for those of you who are just kind of tuning in for the first time normally it this is a psychedelic music show with focuses on psych garage rock freak beat acid punk some progressive rock and as I like to say other musically and socially relevant artifacts from 1965 to today and today's show is basically on the socially musically relevant artifacts part of that definition Uh, this is pretty much a feature on West African music of the early to mid 1970s a period when music of that era or music of that region of the world, or world music in general, began to get more of a listen from Western ears. Um, more so, I would say, in Europe than in North America, but certainly uh, the interest in underground music, which happened from the mid to late 60s, gave, or sort of softened ears up, I would say, softened, softened Western ears up to the sounds from elsewhere in the world. I mean, certainly... You might say the Beatles had a part of it, um, with especially through George Harrison, with his interest in South Asian music. But gradually, um, there was a more musical exploration, shall we, shall we say, of other parts of the world, which had been kind of sidelined or mainly ignored up to that point. And certainly they certainly the africans of i mean the um the musicians of western africa had been listening to a lot of westernized music you can certainly hear um during that set i will get to it in a minute but um musa dumbia who i'm play who i played midway through that set certainly did have a vocalization sort of idiosyncrasy very uh, very similar to shall we say what's his name godfather of soul james brown god i'm blanking this is what you have to look forward to when you hit your mid-30s kids the uh, short-term memory starts to go um tp orchestra polyrhythmo de continu who i played earlier the song avunda pumedoga if you want to go back if you're listening to the podcast if you listen to that there's a rhythm rhythmic pattern on the guitar about halfway through which i'm pretty sure they must they could have got from uh Shotgun by Junior Walker and the All-Stars. But uh, the early 70s, it was a very um, seminal period for world music because, you know, not only had Western music started to take their influences from Western Africa, but Western Africa was starting to exhibit the influences of European music and not ape it, but certainly call it their own um, turn it into something new and send it off in a probably a more interesting direction than it was already going in uh, Europe and North America. Um, I mean, you can, if you listen, the, the, the more you get into it, the more you start hearing influence, not just the native um, or local st- styles of music, which were being updated with, you know, amplif- like, you know, full drum kits and amplified guitars and keyboards, but uh, certainly taking influences f- that they'd heard on uh, imports from the Beatles to Jimi Hendrix to James Brown, but also uh, music that was coming in from Cuba. I mean, this was the Cold War, and Cuba was kind of uh, the Soviet Union's proxy 
um, in uh, in African politics uh, for a period. Unfortunately, much of it was military, uh, but you, there's a lot of Cuban influence in much of the um, the African music of the period that you will hear. Anyway, running down who I played. Started that off with uh, Nigerian, but that was a mainly Nigerian set. Uh, started that off with a band called the Elcados and a very, very beautiful song, um, at least that's my opinion, and I'm entitled to it, called Kumi Dahakan. Uh, followed that with Tunji Oyelana and the Benders and Ifa. The Action 13 and a song called More Bread to the People. And those three were from Nigeria. Followed that with a... With the aforementioned Musa Dumbia, who was from Mali, but he did settle in Abidjan in Cote d'Ivoire, which was a former French colony, and set up shop there, basically spending his entire musical career there, saxophone player, and that song was Kalea. I believe that album of the same name is been recently re-released, so if you want to check that out, uh, you can go do so. I took that track from the Luaka Bop compilation, World Psychedelic Classics, Volume 3. Um, went back to Nigeria for the last two songs of that, or the last song of that set, which was a band called The Funkies and a track called Acid Rock. Um, I'm going to do one more Nigerian band called Tabuka X coming up next, and then we're going to explore the music of the... You'd call it a Western Sahara or Sub-Saharan country called Mali. And uh, we're going to hear some Dogon-influenced music. But right now, this is Dabuka X. Thank you. 
Into the home stretch for this week's edition of Stereoscopic Readout, and that was a Malian band, uh, kind of two Mal- two bands from Mali in a row. That was a band called Kolomak, and the track. And I know I'm going to butcher this, as I've been butchering every other uh, non-English phrase tonight. Kotokun Bagunke was the name of the track. Um, Kolomak was a bit of an experiment as far as um, the Nigerian music industry is concerned because they weren't they didn't put any um, music out as far as we know in Mali. They were signed to EMI Nigeria for one album which was put out in 1975 and that was a bit of an experiment when a local producer heard them playing at a club and realizing this moderate success that bands from Ghana um Ghana had had fusing traditional music with 
updated with an updated rock sound he decided to bring them into uh, the lagos studio emi's studio in lagos and have a fuzz guitarist come in and overdub some guitar tracks um unfortunately this according to the liner notes here the album that they recorded only sold less than actually about 500 copies so pretty rare stuff uh before that you heard another artist from Mali, Sori Bamba, and his track, Pori. Sori Bamba had a bit more success, at least in Mali, releasing traditional music updated in the rock format. Um, specifically, he, Sori Bamba, gravitated towards the more traditional Dogon folk music. And started that set off with another Nigerian band, the last one for tonight, called Tabuka X. That was from 1975. Uh, That was actually a half Ghana, a half Nigerian band. Anyway, the time's almost run out, um, and I am the last live DJ you're going to be hearing tonight. Um, Unfortunately, Bleaks had a passing in the family and will not be in tonight, Um, and neither will Ben. Ben is going to be... I think I'm, what is it, a pre-recorded show? I think it's a pre-recorded show of uh, Live from Thunderbird Radio Hell that Ben has for us tonight. So I'm not sure if there's an actual band on it or not. But um, if you want to listen to a podcast of my West African special for tonight, you can always go to www.citr.ca. Click on the very obvious podcast link on the homepage. Scroll down the menu. Um, in Indie Eclectic until you find Stereoscopic Readout. And I think, yeah, I'm going to be sticking around, so that should be up in a matter of minutes. Um, Then I'm off to Avanti's Pub on the Drive for my traditional whiskey and burger, Thursday night whiskey and burger combo. Uh, Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show. I kind of stepped outside my comfort zone for this one. Um, I had fun. I know somebody out there. Can't remember who you na- who you were who phoned in, but I'm glad you enjoyed the show too. Oops, crap, jumped the gun there. Um, yeah, so uh, hopefully Bleak is uh, holding up well, and he should be back tomorrow. Uh, not tomorrow, next Thursday. Hope to uh, see him back and uh, back in the swing of things. But uh, leading us out, this is a band from Gambia in. Right on the west coast, the Atlantic coast of West Africa. And uh, this is the Super Eagles with Love is a Real... Love's a Real Thing? Yes. Love's a Real Thing. And that's it for me this week. See you next week.
Listen, radio is an important means of communicating 3,000 years of habit in terms of diapering of babies. Well, please tell me more. Because radio reaches people, including those hard-to-get young people. Radio goes where they go and talks their language, recognizing the importance of contemporary sound. And the sounds are instantly recognizable as belonging to the in-groups currently on top of the...